it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Wait, I want to be upside down right, too. You go, you go in your, you click your arrow down where it says video at the bottom. There's an arrow up, video settings. Okay. And then in your screen, you top right, there's a little rotate thing of your screen where you see yourself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Yes. yes. Look at us. This is no, weird. The, this is, the blood is rushing to our that's heads. That's what I, feel. I know. <laughs> My dad looks it's like, like he's hanging. He does, Greg. I don't think Greg somehow. You know what? I don't think Greg actually turned his video upside down. Yeah, I didn't. I I'm think Greg actually my... turned upside down. Yeah, that's I what did. I think happened. I'm standing on my dad, head right you now. You look like you're hanging. You really do. Your hair is almost going. <laughs> I don't know why, this but is, I, I this just, is I some feel... quality podcasting or whatever this is. This is The Greg Cody Show with Greg Cody. Pardon it. Here's your host, Greg Cody. Um, if you can't tell me, my dad are doing this podcast together right now. Are. Leaning into the mic. Have you guys ever seen the movie with Matt Damon and the guy, the movie where he's attached to another guy? No. I think it's called Stuck on You. No, I haven't seen this. About it's a movie about brothers who live their life like attached at the hip. Wow. So they both have all the extremities and they just have to live life attached. Oh, as conjoined twins. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like the worst movie ever made. No, it's actually pretty good. Wow, okay. But anyways, we're right. here. The, our family is being loud. We have a, a, yes. a banner episode for you guys today. It is a banner episode. We have a big banner up front. Uh, we have. We used to have a banner. I always have to say. That's right. I always have to say Pulitzer Prize winning humorous Dave Barry because it gives him credentials. You know, it makes yeah. him seem like big and important. And he is my arch nemesis, Dave. Oh, Barry. my God. <laughs> my favorite part of this episode. And you're going to hear this interview in a minute. Dave Barry gets on Christopher for his tendency to interrupt, which he does. He's terrible. What are you about talking that. about? Oh, uh, yeah. You're terrible about that. And I usually let it slide. Dave Barry lets you have it. Yeah. And it's my favorite part of the interview. Yeah. Oh, that that is our most our most commented thing on our reviews is Chris interrupting. Oh, damn. And I will say what they don't comment enough on is that it's gotten tremendously better. Yeah. Both on your beha- part and I look out for you, you know, yeah. <laughs> but that is our most commented thing. But Dave, Dave hits you with one, man. Yeah. Yeah, he does. And then, you know, Dave's on because he has an uh, annual holiday gift guide, which is legendary. It, it's I love yeah. how the way this interview goes is you hype this up like that's the reason he's coming on. And he comes on. He's like, I, do we have to talk about yeah, that? I know. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm like. Dad, do you not tell people why? Like, <laughs> no. he's like, you sure you guys want to talk about that? You don't have to. I know, but we do. And it's fun because they're ho, ho, horrible gifts. <laughs> but um, we also talked to him about the World Cup a little bit and uh, other fun stuff. Well, so we it's... talked to him before the World Cup. After the interview, we, we talked to him before that World Cup final. After that, we're going to get into this game because holy God, was it a good game. OMG. Like, you're not going to hear any reaction in the interview because the interview was before the final. But we, me and my dad watch that game and good god was it good. yeah it, it really was i mean it was beyond good it, it was people are you know everybody's recency bias but people are talking about that as if it is the greatest world cup final and we'll ever. talk about it after dave barry i think we should just get right into it we spend a lot of time with them let's do it enjoy it here's db my enemy hi guys how you doing dave i'm good and you uh, we're, we're well. Dave, before we get started, uh, I obviously want to talk to you mostly about the, the holiday gift guide. Um, you don't have to talk about the holiday gift guide. <laughs> I barely remember the holiday <laughs> gift guide. Honestly, I'll talk about anything you want is my point. Okay. Yeah, excellent. Um, but if there's anything you I'll want even to... Ta- I will even talk about sports. Because wow. I know about I know about sports. Wait, do you, you know about yes? Well, you're married to a sports writer. I mean, you exactly you're... cornerbacks. Okay. I know that shit. You know that shit. <laughs> Vertical leap. <laughs> what I know. Else? 
Two attackable yellow little you know. Will it play in the cold? Are we the cold? Is it gonna handle Ooh. the cold? I don't know. Will Too it bad snow? games? I don't know. I don't know. I could talk about all that shit though. That's the question of the week. Can he play in the snow? I am a I, I have takes on everything. Well, we we everything. just started with that. So welcome to the podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> As my phone yeah. rings in the background. Yeah, what, what a disorganized amateur podcast we are here. Yeah, go ahead. Ask ask me a sports question. And you know what? I just did an event. I did an event at the Miami Book Fair with Larry Zonka. I did. He he uh, he has a book out called Head On. Yes. Yep. And uh and I interviewed him. I read the book and I liked the book. It's really kind of a fun book. Yeah. And then uh, and and we got a stage at the Miami Book Fair. But the main thing is, I hung Michelle and I hung out with him and his wife for like I don't know an hour and a half before. Mm-hmm. How's that mustache doing? It's still it's looking you know not unchanged. <laughs> And the, the thing, first of all, he still looks like he could run through a wall and no right. problem at all. And, you know, and probably recently has run <laughs> through a wall. But I thought, I always thought that he was this cranky guy. I don't know why I had that impression, yeah. you know, that he didn't tolerate media fools and, and all like that. But he was, first of all, really nice, nice to everybody. And second, he bought, he, and he's like, he, he talks a lot about CTE and then the teammates he's, he's, you know, have had dementia and died. And yeah. he still seems pretty sharp. And he, he remembers like all these stories and he tells them really well. So I, it was the easiest. My gig was, you know, like I read his book and basically brought softballs. Larry, talk about this, you know, and, and he just would <laughs> go on and it was really funny. So um, I don't know why I'm telling you. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you all this because I know sports. <laughs> you know uh, Larry sports. Zonka, number 39, great fullback out of Syracuse. That's right. Also, do you want to hear some other people who went there? All right, I'll name some. Floyd Little is one. The great Jimmy Brown you went there. Another fullback wow. who went there. Any, anybody from this century or no? No, nobody. Nobody. <laughs> We don't even like Syracuse anymore, but but they you know they were very good at this sport football for quite a while, and Larry Zonka was one of the good players there. It's it's funny you you mentioned Zonka because we had him on our podcast uh, a, a month or so ago, and I too found him to be very likable, affable, friendly, uh, jovial, all the stuff I didn't expect him to be. And I think the reason is that he's trying to sell a book. <laughs> he, has, he has to be nice. It's like, who is it? Was it Shannon Sharp? It was somebody like Shannon Sharp. It might have been him. Who, When he played, never talked to the media, hated the media. Yeah. Just, and then he became the media. And suddenly, yes. he's this outgoing. I may be, I may be slandering or libeling no. the wrong person, but I think it was Shannon Sharp. There's a bunch of athletes that, ha- that criticize the media and now are making their way into it. Richard Sherman from the NFL comes to mind. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whole different world where on when you're on the other side of, of it. I remember standing with uh, Jimmy Cephalo. I hope this is not going to um, this is not going to reflect badly on him. But too bad he's not here right now. Yeah, but I remember we were when the the uh, the Marlins were making one of their uh, World Series runs, and I was writing columns, and everybody was covering them. And and I, I remember standing outside the locker room to waiting to go in with all the other media, and standing next to Jimmy Cephalo. We're talking about how the you know the they you know different players handle the 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 press differently, and I'm mm-hmm. extremely sensitive to that because my wife, like you, Greg, is a, a sports writer, and you know you get to see athletes up close and it's often very not what the fans want it to be but anyway i remember jimmy saying to me i just hope that when i played i wasn't as big an asshole as some of these guys you know because he's got to go in and kind of like they don't remember jimmy cephalo right right and he's a great guy smart guy thoughtful guy and if you're gonna be a jerk to him you're gonna be you're a jerk yeah yeah well uh another good example is mark clayton back in the day uh could be very surly very difficult to deal with i saw him a few weeks ago at, at a dolphin's 50th anniversary of the perfect season event and i happen to be seated at the same table with him right next to him could not have been nicer you know could not have been nicer and and i guess time mellow time and trying to sell a book uh, brings, yeah. out, brings out the when best in people people aren't just throwing money at you because of who you are anymore and you're out actually just trying to make a living or trying to get things yeah it's a different world and also like you get older when you get older you just get i think more mellow about stuff like that yeah so. yeah Dave, I didn't realize until very recently, and I wanted to ask you about it because you you have uh, another book coming out next summer. Um, I do. Swan, 
Swamp Story. It's called Swamp Story. And what can you, without giving anything away, tease us a little bit, because uh, everything you write is is terrific. Uh, I've never read one of your children's books, but uh, I've read your, your novels. <laughs> well, and you're not really a child anymore, are you? So, you, But I'm a former child. You are an ex-child. Yeah, so you would think that, uh, that well, I might have you, there. Okay, we're, we're going to live now, live on camera. You can see my crotch, probably. Okay, hold no on, problem. Hold on. Hold on. He is wearing pants for the podcast audience. Thank God. Yes, yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. I, I now have. There it is. Oh, wow. That's the Look at this. You know, what, advanced reader's copy that we you send out ahead of time to try to get good reviews. But Excellent. yeah, it's a book. So it's, it's, a Florida, a book. it's a Florida Gators football book. Look at that. Look at that. There's a Gator right there. Yeah. Nice. And, nice. Uh, as you see, this, this book features a lot of to- features that you will not find in every book. As you'll see, it's rectangular, easy to wrap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> sequentially numbered pages. Okay, I every like single that. page page has a number on it, one more than the number the page before. Wow. So you can keep yeah. track of exactly where you are in the book, mm-hmm. and okay. uh, and it tells a story <laughs> that just uh, gives you a quick, just a little feel for it. Okay, um, any pictures? <laughs> any drawings? <laughs> just the al- just the alligator, Greg. Okay. All right. That sounds good. Well, I thought maybe Swamp Story was about every time I go to Disney in the summer. Yeah. And that's what happens basically to your armpits and your crotch is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, anyway, well, no, it's it's a, uh, uh, it's, I mean, I hate to say this because I always get compared to Carl Hyacin, the great Carl Hyacin, but it's Hyacin-esque. It's, it's set in South Florida and uh, it's about a bunch of weird ass people in the Everglades. Uh, which is one of the weirdest places in the world. People, I always find it astonishing. We live right next door here in Miami to this gigantic, much bigger than we are swamp. And it's, people think it's just like grass and stuff out there, but, and, you know, alligators and snakes, but there are a lot of really strange people, even as we speak. living out there and there have been for like forever there's always been weird weird strange people and because things go on out there nobody knows what goes on right out out in the everglades anyway this is a story about some things that go on with some people out you're honestly learning me to that right now i I didn't know people were living out in the everglades more people than you think and more people than want you to know i mean they're they're all if you it's not just like swamp everywhere there's roads and there's little right. islands and there's little there's villages and stuff Oof. and you know you go down some of these roads i i took a, a rider what really got me going on this was i did a, a book a few years ago about florida it's called best state ever i won't get up and well yeah i can reach that one no <laughs> I have all my books right, uh, right handy in case I ever need to man. show them on a. But anyway, anyway, all I wrote a book books. of best days. So many, and 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 I and I um one of the things I did was called uh, was I went to the skunk. I just went to interesting places in and around, not just Miami, but all over the state, which was really fun. I mean, this is a, just a strange state we live in, right? And there's so much here. Anyway, one of the places I went to, and you may pass this on Route 41 out in the middle of the Everglades, it's called the Skunk Ape Research Center. And the skunk ape is kind of like the abominable snowman or Bigfoot. In other words, it's not real. <laughs> I mean, but, but, but there are people kind of invested in making you think it's real. And there are enough yeah. people who believe it's real. And there are enough like grainy videos of it. Because like somehow, even though in 2022, we get really sharp video and pictures of every single thing in the world that ever happens. We never get a good one of a UFO or, or Bigfoot or Loch Ness. They're all those still appear to have all have been taken in 1948 with, you know, with iPhones. So anyway, so I, this, this place called the Skunk Ape Research Center. And this, this guy who owns it uh, took me around and he's like, he's, he's a, what they call a gladesman. He grew up in the Everglades and there are a bunch of these guys. A gladesman. <laughs> That's what they call themselves. And like the, the real ones, they grew up there. Uh, like if we ever have a nuclear war, these guys will be just fine. I mean, it's, you know, they don't need electricity. They don't need, anything they'll just go out there and they know where to catch the frogs and, and how to how to cook them you know i mean they just like Ugh. they yeah they are well the <laughs> <Wow>. french <laughs> just for the record the french do that also but anyway that's a that's a point the, the so it, but anyway he took me around and he's driving me around and he grew up out there in the swamp and like i didn't know there were all these roads and trails and stuff back there and he would drive by like some you know shack the, the rump 
rundown shack on the side of the road and tell me like, you know, some guy used to live there. And the rumor was that uh, he would go into Miami and pick up prostitutes and come back. And then and you'd, you'd never hear him. You'd never see these people again. And the guy kept wolves. And, and I'm like, wolves? He'd go, yeah, he had pet wolves. And like, <laughs> you'd hear the wolves howling at and like, there's just all these stories like that. And you, and, you, and you go, okay, this house back in there, and you could barely see it back in there's like a compound. He said, he he was CIA for many years. And, like, and so anyway, <laughs> he told me all, all these stories. And then I went back and, you know, looked them up. They're all true. They're all these things that, you know, people who lived out there, because they just, some of them were drug dealers. Some of them were rum runners. Some of them this, some of that. And some of them just were weird people who wanted to get away. But they're out there and they're still out there. Right now, they're out there. So anyway, I wanted to write a book. They wow. use some of that. Are, are there any strange pets in Swamp Story? I don't want any spoilers, but well, there there's like a there's a, a fairly substantial snake. There's a boar, and <laughs> yeah, then there's you. there's a creature that 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 is not real, but the guys the guys in the book want to make want to make everybody believe it's real. Yeah, and they because it's twenty twenty two and they have access to TikTok, they are able to able to convince literally hundreds of millions of people that it is real, <laughs> and that. TikTok plays a large role in this. I love that. I love that. Yeah. So anyway. So so Swamp uh, Story is coming out June of 23. Looking forward to that. And um, May, there, May, there. May, May oh, of 2023. May. Oh, wow. My gosh. Okay. Well, although you, you could pre-order it right now on Amazon for there early Thanksgiving. Hello. But yeah, it's, it's going to be out in, in May. Okay. Sweet. What? What can't you pre-order on Amazon? Anything I don't at all? Know. <laughs> I think you could certainly get your own casket or you know, like a burial. Yes. Anything you want. Anything you want. That's right. Yeah, beat yeah. the rush. Fentanyl. Um, probably you can get fentanyl. I don't know. I haven't. I would, somebody <laughs> should just go. Just go on Amazon and type in fentanyl. Don't do this, kids. If anybody, yeah, no, any please. young people. We're oh. just chid- kidding around, joking here on the on the Greg Cody podcast. Yeah. Drugs are bad, yeah, except are. when we did them in the sixties. But we were yeah. we were careful. Yeah, they were they were they were better then and cheaper, I would imagine. And um, harmless, utterly harmless. And look, we turned right. out. So, look at Greg and me. Look how we turned out. Yeah, we're still we're still alive. Barely, barely, moment. <laughs> so, so the Skunk Ape uh, Research Center. I, I feel like if you put the phrase "research center" uh, at the end of almost anything, it, it legitimizes it. Well, that's the funny thing. If you go out to see it, it's basically a shack on the side of the road that sells like you know. T skunk ate t- koozies, skunk ate, you know, right. it's not, I would not say there's a lot of research going on. I would say it's mostly, <laughs> mostly t-shirt sales that's going on, but you know, yeah. I love the guy and I wrote in, in, cause they're, you know, like, like everybody else out there, they're, they're basically the government was trying to get rid of them so they can turn it all back into a swamp. Right. And uh, my argument is like, this guy is like, in, in, you know, the, the the Native Americans are allowed to stay out there because they're viewed as indigenous. But I said, we ought to, there ought to be a room for guys like this too, because there's something <laughs> about the South Florida roadside huckster. You know, we don't want that to die out. We don't have to just right. be Disney. We want, you know, like the old school really just shady roadside attraction and people wrestling alligators that's part of florida history too very much anyway that's the argument i made have you ever heard of casadega no of course not of course not you're a sports writer you have no time yeah. no time to, to, to think of things like now casadega right. is another place i visited in in when i wrote best state ever and it's this little town about an hour north of orlando sort of in the middle of the piney woods up there and it is the psychic capital of florida if not the united states like the main industry in this town is psychics and card readers and mystics that's their industry it's like if you drive into casadega like every other um little there's little cottages says psychic you're like (laughs) if in the middle of the night in casadega you needed plumbing repair that might be difficult but if you needed a tarot card reading at two (laughs) o'clock in the morning you could get it there so anyway, it's just it's this weird little spooky. So I spent a couple of days there and nights there, and it's spooky. I stayed in this old creepy hotel, and of course, everybody says it's haunted and everything. Right. And it really is genuinely a creepy town. It's in the middle of Florida, uh, and it, it it really attracts a lot of weird people. Strangely enough, as as, as Florida tends to do. Wow. Right. So, it, it, so it's a tourist attraction. Like it's it's a known yeah, yeah. place. Wow, Casadega. Casadega. So, yeah, and all the places I went to are, are tourists. I went to Wikiwachi and, you know, with right. the mermaids that eat apples underwater. Yeah, I think I've been there. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that was still around. I associate that with my childhood. It is still around, and you can still see a mermaid eat an apple underwater in case you wonder what mermaids eat. Apparently, yeah. apples. <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> that yeah. is crazy. Um, <clears throat> I want to uh, segue to, uh, before we get to the, the the holiday gift guide, which I do want to wow. get to. 
Um, building up, building up. <laughs> that's right. But but when when this podcast comes it's the out holiday on Monday, season, Dave, we have to. That's right. We got to cover this. Right. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> I have a Santa Claus head here too. Wait. Okay. When we get to that part, I'll oh. put on my because I did. Yeah, please. When we did a video for the gift guide, I put on my Santa Claus yeah. hat costume. Oh, good. You know what? When you do that, I'm going to go get my Santa Claus hat as well. Christopher, do you have a Santa hat? This is like, if this doesn't get people to, to come, they're already watch people watching yes. right now or calling yeah. their friends and say, they're going to put on Santa hats. Yeah, so right. Get, get, exactly. get on right now. Yeah. Well, yeah. Be, before you came into the Zoom, Dave, we uh, Christopher and I were laughing like a couple of idiots because we had both turned ourselves upside down. Daddy didn't do it. Should <laughs> yeah, we do it, we, No, we have to do that right now. Yeah. How do you do that? You, you Wait, go, I, well, my dad doesn't know. Now I'm upside oh, down. Look, there you, you go in. You go in video settings. My dad is screwed up. Look at my dad. He's in video settings. Yeah, you're not there at all, Greg. I just no, want to turn your video Look. off. You turned your video off, Dad. Yeah, this is nice classic. Job. Oh, I did. Okay. Right, well, how do you do on. it? I need. Go, now I need to know. Yeah. How do you do it? Okay, Wait, go. I want to be upside down right, too. You go, you go in your, you click your arrow down where it says video at the bottom. There's an arrow up, video settings. Okay. And then in your screen, you top right. There's a little rotate thing of your screen where you see yourself. Click in the top yeah. right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Yes. yes. Look at this is now, weird. The, this is, the blood is rushing to our that's heads. What I, feel I know. <laughs> My dad looks like, like he's hanging. He does, Greg. I don't think Greg somehow. <laughs> you, know, you know what? I don't think Greg actually turned his video upside down. Yeah, I didn't. I I'm think Greg actually my... turned upside down. Yeah, that's what I, I think happened. I'm standing on my dad, head right you now. You look like you're hanging. You really do. Your hair is almost going. <laughs> I don't know why, this but is, I, I this just, is some feel... quality podcasting or whatever this is. All right, we can go back. Go, this, all right. I'm gonna get a headache if we don't go back. I know. It, okay, it's uh, it's, cr it's creepy. That um, was so much fun. That that, that dad, was the most fun I've ever had on a, on a uh, podcast. Look, <laughs> amazing. Dave, when this comes out on, on Monday, um, the World Cup will have just happened. So I'm yes. going to say the World Cup was yesterday. And, was yesterday. and what a game, huh? Between our Germany, and, I mean, Argentina and, and France. Yeah. And what right. an outcome. I didn't see that coming. Did you? Can you give us yeah, a sure minute? Didn't. Can you give us a minute on each result? Yes. Okay. okay. No. <laughs> well, no, I'm kidding. In a real shocker, yeah. the World Cup went to Qatar. Even though the team didn't win anything, yeah. the uh, FIFA. The bribe was just enough. It just <laughs> part of the deal. A lot of us didn't realize that the deal that Qatar not only gets to host it, but they get to win it. At the That's end, that's how much money Qatar has. <laughs> Nevertheless, we're sure that Argentina and France will be happy with their second place trophies. Yes, that's right. Exactly. That's hilarious. You never know that could happen. Honestly, on um, um, FIFA, it's yeah. FIFA. Dave, you you were um, <clears throat> married to Michelle Kaufman, of course, who is, and I'm not just saying this, uh, the the preeminent uh, soccer writer in in this market for sure. Does Absolutely. a great job covering Inter Miami and and other soccer. And I'm wondering, being married to her, are you allowed uh, in a humorous vein to make fun of soccer because you you just have to, right? Well, actually, yeah, I have. I've, I've written right. I, I, in a in a I wrote a, a book once of essays, and one of them entirely. But basically, the point of my essay was that I love that sport. I really do. I know yes. maybe you got. I love soccer. Michelle kind of got me into it. In 1998, um, we went to the World Cup in France with, with, uh, with my son Rob, and France won it. And um, I've never had so much fun at a sporting event in my life. Watching, first of all, watching the French. When we got there, they were like, you know, the taxi driver from the airport. Oh, you are here for the for the for the. We are not with the French. We do not care so much about the sport. We are not. <laughs> you you love this sport. We. No, not so. We could care less. We're the French. We're French. <laughs> and then, like, they started to win, and they started to win, and then they win, and they get into they get into the the quarters, and then again, and every win, you know, we're staying in Paris. The crowds get bigger and bigger, and suddenly the French are like, "Allez le bleu!" You know, <laughs> how do you buy? Where do you buy the paint for your face? Where do you, you know? and like, and then when France actually won it, it was like, you know, you've seen those pictures of when the Allies liberated Paris. That's what it was like. Yeah. Michelle was at the at the stadium and she didn't get back till like the next morning because it was traffic was but wow. Rob and I we were in the middle of Paris. We watched it at a restaurant. 
which was hilarious. The restaurant was like half French and half Brazilians. There was a the France Brazil. Everybody in the world, including the French, thought Brazil was going to win because they always win. Right. And France won. Zinedine Zidane had this just amazing <laughs> and. And, and what was so funny was, first of all, the Brazilians, they're, they're really, I love the Brazilians. They were like devastated for like 15 minutes and then like, we're Brazilian. We're going to have a party. We're in France. And they started partying too. But the French, Paris just, I've never seen that many people in my life. And we, Rob and I were like just swept onto the Champs-Élysées in this giant crowd of people. And and like, there are people coming up and hugging us and kissing us. We're Americans. Yeah. And I said, remember saying to Rob, I said, they're never going to do this again. <laughs> Enjoy this moment because tomorrow they're going to go back to hating you for being American. But tonight, you know, anyway, what a party that was. So anyway, I got into soccer from that experience because the, 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 I don't know, Greg, have you ever been around a World Cup? Maybe when it was here in ninety. Yeah. I, I've been to the uh, American, you know, the U.S. World Cup in 1994, right? Yeah. We're big soccer fans, by the way. We are. We're both big soccer fans. We, okay. We do, well, then you we, know. We do like to mess the, around sometimes, but like, yeah, we love the game. Yeah. No, I like to make fun of soccer, too. I, I put a, a thing on Twitter the other day. My tweet was a true sports fact. A professional soccer player can suffer as many as six career ending injuries in a single game. You know, <laughs> <laughs> But, the, but anyway, just the whole, it's so hard to explain to people who are, you know, not part of that world, how intense the fandom is for, and it's, there's no, Argentina specifically. Oh my God, those people, <laughs> <laughs> you know, whether they, they may have one yesterday, we don't, but it, just the, the intensity of the, the passion around that sport is unlike anything in any other sport. I've ever seen and just fun. It's so much fun. So it's great. I, I absolutely love soccer. Yeah. In fact, Christopher and I uh, just went in on um, uh, Inter Miami season tickets, which I think you guys have had, right? For, for a few years. Yeah. I've been a season ho- ticket holder from the beginning. I love oh, those games. We're yeah. hoping that Messi comes to see him play <laughs> and to sell our tickets. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for both of those things. Yes. Yeah. Both of those things would be good. But those are fun games. Yeah, they are. They are really fun games. And it's a great little, you know, I know they're, they're, that stadium is, is going to take 19 years to get built on and yeah. near the airport in Miami. But meantime, you know, that's the, the uh, uh, sacred ground where, where the Fort Lauderdale Strikers played um, decades ago. And it's, it's, it's a special place. And the Fusion played after yeah, that. It's like, that's it's right. like, yeah. Yeah, Ray Hudson's fusion. And Ray Hudson Ray yeah. Hudson still patrols the the area. Oh, I know. And it's and it's, it's closer Ray. to my house, so I hope they takes a long time to build the one in Miami. Yeah, that's where we you and I part company because it's like forever from my house oh. to get there. I'll be so happy when they move it down here. <laughs> Dave, um, we had you on Pardon me. He gets we emotional. The- he gets emotional when we have. He you does, and he yeah, he's yeah. choking up literally. <laughs> I literally am choking up because we had Dave on to talk about his uh, holiday gift guide a year ago, and uh, it was one of our most popular episodes. And, wow. and and we actually had some people saying, "Are you going to have him on again?" And we said, "No, hell no." But uh, <laughs> but we did, and and um, when I read the the gift guide, you you had me from the beginning because I hadn't even realized that I hadn't even realized what. The hell is frankincense and myrrh? <laughs> I never thought that question, but you answered it for me. Well, I was desperate. Uh, uh, Greg, you're a columnist, so you know this feeling better than anybody would. Like, you've written sort of the same thing a million times, so you need yet another way to get into it. Yes. Tell me about it. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I, I know you can totally relate to that. Yes. Like, uh, yes. like here's a, to a, another Tua column I got. Yes. Read. Anyway. The Dolphins underachieved again. Tell us yeah. about it. <laughs> They disappointed us. <laughs> yeah, my joke, and it may come true this year. So they could, the Dolphins could start out the season ten and zero and still finish eight, eight and eight. But anyway, <laughs> uh, the the uh, yeah. So I was looking like, and I'm thinking like, okay, what am I going to write? I'll write about okay, gifts, gifts. Okay, the you know Christmas we give gifts because all right, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And then exactly the same thing you just said. Like, what are frankincense and myrrh? So I look them up on on Wikipedia, which is where, of course, we professional journalists get all our information, right? And and sure enough, they both like were you know the first one I thought, oh, it's resin from a tree. I don't know what I can do with that. Is it they're both resins from a tree? <laughs> they're both sap. And you're like, yeah, right. why in God's name would you give that to anybody, let alone somebody who just had a baby? You know, right, so, right, right. Anyway, they, then I had to dream up a scenario why the three rat wise men and the answer. Of I course, just hope said, I don't know what you guys are talking about, by the way. Oh, okay. We're talking about the beginning of the holiday gift guide. Yes. And I'm trying oh, no, to explain. I know your gift guide. I don't know what the France and Chris, if you just shut up, I'll answer your <laughs> question. <laughs> 
So it's the beginning of the gift guide. Chris, do you want to interrupt again? Nope. Sorry. Nope. Okay. I thought and you the, didn't uh, know. Three- I thought you didn't know I was. Okay, go ahead. Okay. And so the, so the, <laughs> can you like, is there a way to mute them, Greg? Or yeah. you're in the Anyway, yeah, I could do that. Yeah. So the three wise men, like they're standing there and the first one says, um, okay, I'm, I'm bringing the baby gold. And the other two go, wow, we were supposed to bring a gift. <laughs> and like, and the, they says, oh no, that was my wife's idea. And the other two, they got nothing. And they realize they're leaning up against a tree and there's some goo on their robes. And they go, are you thinking what I'm thinking? <laughs> you're not gonna, that looks like squirrel shit. You're going to give that to the baby Jesus, you know? <laughs> anyway. That was so. That was the intro to the holiday gift guide this yeah. year. The point being that the holiday gift we give, the Christmas gift, the holiday Hanukkah gift we give, it's not about money. It's about desperation. Like, yes. we, we need to think of something to give people. And when you're truly desperate, you turn to my holiday gift guide because only a really desperate person would <laughs> would think to give these gifts to anybody. All right, Chris, did I explain that to you? Okay. You got it. Crystal. Or do clear. I need to go over to what is he? Millennial, Gen Z, what are these? They don't I know they're not too good at comprehension. It was probably too many <laughs> too many words for him. Do I need to t- put it on TikTok for you? <laughs> An Instagram reel. Well, welcome to my world, Dave, because Chris Christopher's an is, is uh, a professional interrupter. That's what he does on the podcast. Oh, okay. And he's he's excellent at it. Um yeah, anybody who wants to read this gift guide, just Google Dave Barry Holiday Gift Guide, and it, it comes right up. And and you have 10 gifts. I put a check mark next to the five that I just absolutely loved in particular. Okay. And, 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 of, and of course, the, the Willie Nelson Chia Pet. Uh, you got it. Yeah. You have to have <laughs> it, right? You have to have it. My, I'm just guessing that at one some point in his career, his business manager said, Willie, we still haven't paid off all the taxes we owe the federal government. Would you consider <laughs> <laughs> we know you're a musical icon, a god, and like you know, dignified human being. Would you consider a chia pet? You know, and sure enough, and obviously Willie said yes, or else he was so stoned he didn't even understand the question. But yes, is, that could be, yeah, very likely. There is a Willie Nelson chia pet, and it's every bit as tasteful and classy as you might expect. Another one I loved, and and the headline on this segment was two words. And I had no idea based on the what yoga Joe's. Yeah. And, and then <laughs> I scroll down to the photo and it's green, small green GI Joe type figurines. Like we all collected as kids back in the sixties or whatever, except they're in yoga positions. <laughs> yeah. It's the most <laughs> insane. Uh, who thought of that? Who thought of that? Because it's, are they armed? They are not armed They're but okay. they're fully their helmets, backpacks okay. and everything. But no weapons. Okay. They're they're doing the downward dog. You know, they're, they're do, yeah, they're doing yoga poses because this commemorates all the times, and there have been many in this the history of this great country when our fighting men and women have been able to win a battle by relaxing in in, in yoga pose. <laughs> That's <laughs> so right. Anyway, so anyway, yeah, that was one of my favorite. Might be my favorite single one. The Yoga Joes. Yeah, I I particularly enjoyed that for some reason. And and I also like the um the baby mop onesie, which uh, yeah. again yeah. until I saw the photo, I'm like, what is a baby mop onesie? This is now like I okay, know. a onesie onesie outfit that you put on your baby, but and they it cleans the floor. I love it. It cleans the floor. It's it. like they put mop stuff on it. Baby crawls around, your floor is clean, your baby has fun. What what's wrong? What's to complain about other than that there's filth all over your baby? But I love that. Yeah. There is anyway. But the baby is realistic. It's like a doll baby. It's like well, something it my grandchild would play baby. with. Okay. Just to clarify, that is a doll. <laughs> okay. Are you sure? Because yeah, it looks um, so real, Dave. Carl Juice, the photographer who did that, I apparently could not get anybody to give him a real a real baby to use for this. <laughs> no, that would have been good. And, uh, and I think I think that <laughs> this speaks well for the parents of South Florida that nobody would give Carl a baby to put that thing on. Right. So he had to he had to use a life size baby <laughs> doll for that photo shoot. And I find it fascinating that you thought it was a real baby because it, mean, it, te- it tells me. That you cannot see very well, or no. it's been a long time since you've seen a real baby because it's clearly a doll. Wear those Scorsese glasses when you. Yeah, need put them. your glasses yeah. back on. But, uh, I should right now. Uh, now, oh, now I see. There now you I go. See that it's just a doll. Okay, there. Now, now a doll. we got to figure. Dave, you've been doing these gift guides for like twenty years, I think. 
Yep. Uh, yep. Almost annual. Almost annual. You, That's 200 just gifts a year. by my math. Yep. Yeah, something like that. And, just uh, flexing. Just and flexing the old good math. Job. There you go. Good job. Are they all suggested by readers, or do you ever come up with them? Like you notice something at a Walmart, or what's the method? Every now and then I'll do, every now and then I come up with one, but I get literally, I don't know, hundreds of suggestions every year. What's funny to oh. me is I also get a lot of suggestions from people who have real products that they really want to sell. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. And, and, it, oh, and they, you know, they say, well, you know, we see you're doing a holiday gift guide, Dave. And we're like, and I, and I, I want to write back and say, only really stupid ass products that we hate would ever get into this gift guide. You know, <laughs> you really don't want your product, but I think they don't care. I think they do really want them in. Well, most um, of the, most of these things, it, it's as if they're made up. Like, that's I know the, that's the beauty of it. I mean, and some of them are trying to be funny. But some of them aren't. Some of what them are yeah, like, like, was it a dissolvable bathing suit or something? Di- what's yeah, going well, on here? Well, that was a prank. Okay. And uh, I actually had to this. The, what, Carl Juice, the photographer who does it, always talks people into be, you know wearing these things. Somehow <laughs> he talked me into being the model for the dissolvable bathing suit. Mm. And it's not actually that the bathing suit itself dissolves. It's the thread that holds the bathing suit together that dissolves. But Carl talked me and he kept saying, um, you know, we want you to get in the pool. And then I said, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Going to do that. And he goes, yeah, you know, I'm not going to show your face. I'm just, I'm just going to, because he <laughs> lied to me. He lied. And I got in the pool and my the bathing suit was falling apart. And there were women there, like, you know, help. And wisely, I had put a pair of underpants on under the d- dissolving bathing. They said, but it's still pretty embarrassing. And of course, when he ran it, he ran it with my face showing. Oh, yes. And I noticed. So, yeah. You saw that one, dad. You noticed yeah. it was Dave. Uh, I yeah. noticed all of them. I, I the, the photos, the photos uh, are, are part of what makes this whole presentation. But that really, the, just for the record, if anybody wants to buy, if you were looking for a prank that actually would work, I, the dissolving bathing suit, and it looks kind of like a normal, okay, bathing suit. Um, the the best way to use it though would be at a beach or someplace like that where there's no easy way to run into a building and escape once right. you come out of the water because this thing will fall completely apart, and there you will be. <laughs> That's terrible. What a terrible it, thing to do to I, somebody. I know. I know. That's why I'm advocating it on <laughs> on your podcast here. Yeah. It, it's terrible and and funny at the same time. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's a as long as it's thing. not you personally. Yeah. That's yes, true. Exactly. You're right. Do uh, it. Now, the, the, the one that I just could not understand is the full face sunglasses. <laughs> I, I'm okay. trying to picture walking down the street. That is the weirdest one of all. Yeah. And it's it's this giant mask that, that's like like sunglasses with, you know, things that go over your ears. Yeah. But it covers the entire face and it is startlingly uncomfortable. You're like you're going to run over and you're breathing. Right. And, um, and it covers your face, and, and I cannot understand why anybody would ever want this thing. But it apparently is a serious product sold in the nation of Japan, which is where we got it from. Where and I, and far be it from me in these politically correct times to ever say that any nation is weird, but Japan is weird. And um, that apparently, apparently, the, the is this the, it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's it. Yeah. Very wow. good. Yeah, spectacularly unattractive. And yeah. it's really weird. Apparently, it's to keep harmful rays off of your face, but it then just stay inside. Don't. <laughs> you know, right. Why do you want to be outside if you're wearing that thing? It appears that part face. of your forehead is exposed. Too, oh, yeah. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just put a bag over your head with two eye holes and call it a day. Yeah. Am I right? That's, that's the way to do it. Um, and I just want to say to the Japanese viewers, and I know there are millions of them, literally. A lot of them. Yeah. When, when we say a country is weird here in the United States of America, that's our way of saying we love you. Yeah. Okay. Yes, for sure. we do. Yeah. Uh, what was your favorite one, Dave? Uh, this I'll, year I'll t- or all time or? Oh, God, it's hard to say. Well, this year, there were a couple I really liked. There, there was a the uh, uh, umbrella for your iPhone. For the phone, the, right. stick on umbrella that you put on so you can't, your phone does not get wet in the rain. Um, right. And there, there was a pop-up tent that I really kind of like. You can just instantly form a tent and stand inside it anywhere you go. <laughs> Over the years, the one of the ones that got the most attention was I did one. I don't know if I told you about this one last year or not, but maybe anyway, you're going to hear it again. They were called duck butts. And it, this was one of the example of a very serious product. You know, you know what decoys are, duck decoys, yeah. the hunters, they look like ducks out there in the, and the hunter people who are, there's nobody more serious in the world than hunters about right. their, <laughs> all their gear and equipment. Somebody said, realized that, you know, when you show all the, your, get your decoys in the water, it's unrealistic because real ducks, when they're in the water, periodically duck down and, and 
eat something, a fish or mm-hmm. whatever, and then only their butts are sticking up. And it, the theory behind the duck butts is that <clears throat> if a, you know ducks are flying, real ducks are flying overhead, and they look down and they see the decoys, they'll notice that there's none of them diving down, and they'll <laughs> conclude that these are not real. I don't know. That was apparently the thinking. But the result was somebody that manufactured and sold as a serious item duck butts, which is the butt of a duck that you wow. put in the water. Okay. Is is he finding it? Let's see. Is this is this it? Like, <laughs> there, yeah, there you go. Duck butts. <laughs> okay. So, so ridiculous. So anyway, so I featured the duck butts big time in the gift guide. And I said, you know, you can use them in all kinds of ways, including a, a festive decoration for a punch bowl. And the, the, <laughs> the, um, the decor, you know, the photographer, I don't remember who it was at the time, got a punch bowl, filled it with punch and had the duck butts in it. <laughs> well, it went, it went crazy. People wanted duck butts to put in their punch bowls. And of course. It, it was so popular that the manufacturer of the company, they, they called me up and said, we're getting all these orders for duck butts. And we, and we had so many, we had to restart the, the factory, the production line on the factory to meet all the demand <laughs> for duck butts. But they said, but we're, we're really concerned that p- people put them in their um, punch. In their, uh, punch bowls. The alcohol in the punch bowl could, could dissolve the paint and it could be toxic and people could be killed. And I oh, said, well, wow. anybody, who, anybody who drinks punch from a bowl with duck butts in it deserves to die. Is my feeling. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> But the point is, it had a it had a big impact on the market, and and that happens every year. Certain products oh, yeah. that we, we feature in the gift guide because you can just go straight to Amazon and buy almost all of them to right. sell really well. So it's gotten to the point where now people want to have their you know any kind of product. So I get a lot of a lot of professional requests to be included, but almost all the items that I end up choosing were submitted just by readers who just thought they were funny. Now right? I'm picturing the company like bringing in people to test like all right we're gonna make some punch we're gonna put a duck butt in it yeah how did they know who's drinking it we need someone to drink it carl get over here (laughs) yeah carl will drink anything they always use carl that's carl years later when carl started sudden having brain issues there was a lawsuit you you can imagine (laughs) yeah carl Carl drank the duck duck butt. Yeah. Pun, duck butt pun. I loved Carl. Yeah, yeah. And we loved Carl. He was a we great all, Carl was yeah. he was a good guy. He he used to be a lot sharper. He was um, always a team player. He was always a team player, Carl. He took one for the team there. <laughs> he I'll really did. He yeah. really did. Um Dave, uh, I think we need to let you go here. We've kept you much longer than um much longer well, than we meant to. We appreciate it. But your I think time. we've accomplished a lot. I think we've helped a lot of people. Yeah. Yes, we have. And I think we've cl- I think we've cleared up a lot of issues. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we covered that World Cup game. Because isn't that why we yeah. do this to help yeah. people? To help people. To help people to yeah, and and we did we we analyzed the the World Cup match from yesterday. Yeah, and that uh, was some match and I think yeah. our our analysis probably helped people understand a right. little better what happened between those teams there. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I, I appreciate uh, allowing people to see the other side of Dave Bear because most people recall that you won the 1988 Pulitzer Prize for nuclear physics. That's and they right. Don't really get a, they really don't get a chance to see this side of it. That sometimes I lighten up a little bit and have fun. I've a little fun with it. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Dave, uh, thank you. Officially, unofficially, personally, professionally, uh, it's always good catching up with you. My, my pleasure. This has really been the highlight of my life. And I'll tell you, if, if for no other reason than, than I learned how to do... What kind of, where is it? Oh, we're going upside down? Yeah, we're going upside down. Yeah, again. We have hell yes. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Greg with Cody that... Greg Cody loses the race. <laughs> Greg Cody's <laughs> hanging upside down again. Thank you, Dave. To Carl. To Carl. To Carl. Yes. <laughs> All right. Oh, we love you guys. Happy holidays. All right. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah and all yep. that stuff, you guys. Take care. Happy frankincense and myrrh. We'll see you later. <laughs> okay. Take care. All right. Thanks, Dave Barry. Good friend. Good friend of the pod. Good friend of the show, FOS. How many people have been on more than once? Uh, you know, we're going to have to... Izzy Gutierrez has. Yeah, we're going to have to check the stats on that. Dave I, Barry has. Yeah, I feel like... Uh, Amina's been on a few times. Yeah, Tim Kirchner. Amina a couple Tim times. Kirchin. A bunch of people, actually, yeah. at this point. Yeah. We're, we're not a new... Or when, when are you no longer a new pod? Well, I ran out of breath there. When are you no longer a new pod? You know what? We're going to celebrate our third anniversary. We're going to be a three-year-old pod in, in this coming March, right around the corner. So we're we're turning three. We're a toddler. Uh, we're screaming, we're running around the house, toddling. We're three years old this March. 
What do, what do you want to talk about first? I got a lot of thoughts on the Dolphins and the World Cup. Yeah, let, let's start with Dolphin because I feel like World Cup needs a bad cleanup. It was such an event. Uh, the Dolphins, though, um, they lose at Buffalo. They, you know, I wish I could feel good about this. I know the Dolphins felt, you know, they were saying we played a great game, uh, accentuating the positive. Look, you had the game in your hand. You were winning by eight points in the fourth quarter, and you let it slip. I'm sorry. I can't feel real great about nah, it. It's one of those games, a, a handful of plays. It goes a different way. The Dolphins win that game. Fine. You proved, you proved to yourself that you can go on the road and play in the cold. And that is a huge boat of confidence for the fans, for the players, for the like, I, I totally agree with the team's mindset of like, there aren't, there aren't any moral victories. This was a moral victory for the Dolphins. Okay. They're going to still, the Jets lost. They're, they're still good in the playoff picture. They got, they control their own destiny. They, they play do. the Jets, the Patriots, the, 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 the struggling Packers at home next, next week. I think two and one finish gets you in the playoffs and I'm feeling good about the Dolphins. Yeah. Uh, Taryn Armstead, the, the great tackle for the team was saying afterward that, uh, nothing has changed. Uh, the playoffs are still in our control, quote unquote. But if you want to have control, you have to exercise that control. And when in December you go on an ill time, three-game losing streak, you're not showing much control. Right. You're showing that the league is sort of controlling you. You're inviting the question, how good are you? I think the Dolphins end the season with three huge games in a row. Uh, Green Bay on Christmas Day, uh, at New England on New Year's Day, and then home against the New York Jets, which could determine whether or not they make the playoffs. I mean, the, the, the last three games, it's an exciting finish. That It's been that kind of season. I'll say that about the Dolphins. They're good enough to have an exciting end to the year. Yes, they are. Okay. How about that World Cup? I'm Greg Cody. <laughs> uh, I cannot believe that World Cup. We watched it. It's Sunday evening right now, and we watched that earlier. Good Lord, was that a great game. Just so exciting. Right. And the best part about it was, like, a couple minutes into the second half, my dad saying, when it's 2 nothing Argentina, Greg Cody, this game has not been so good. You know what? It, it was an, and then it, from that moment on, it turned into an all-time classic. I think what you're trying to do, and thank you, is give me credit for saving the World Cup. Because here's what happened. <laughs> No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not taking undue credit. It's two nil Argentina with like in the seventy something minute, like it's late, and I'm like, this is gonna go down as one of the most boring World Cup finals ever. Because not only was it two nil, but France, this great offense, had done nothing. Oh. Mbappe was was as close to invisible as he ever. He was in Nate. That's right. And then <laughs> after I say that. After I say that, they scored two goals in ninety seconds. In ninety seconds, yeah. and then from then it got better. Oh, the chances late in the game! Oh my gosh! The oh, the referee, the jacked buff referee, yes, just <laughs> taking control of the game, and he oh. was, and he had that thing where he goes like this, like be quiet. I don't want to hear anything. Zip your lip. Be quiet, and everybody obeyed. It was with all that on the line for an all-time great. How often in a sporting event does a player of that stature have so much on the line for his legacy in a one game sample size. Oh. It's not like it's a seven game series in an NBA finals. It's like, here's one game to defend, to define your legacy to, to right now you're one of the all time greats. This can, this one game can make you the all time great. Yeah. And he scores and he does it and he handles these PK. I know you could kind of say like PKs or, you know, whatever, but he 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 knocked both those in and he had he was he started one of the most beautiful goals of the whole world cup oh my god he was the first guy to get that run going so. it was gorgeous uh in, in the words of uh of, of another multiple appearance greg cody show guest the great ray hudson uh what we saw was magisterial it was mbappe scoring a hat trick and losing because messi and argentina were even better it was just an epic epic World Cup final. So good. Yeah. I, yeah. I saw Bill Simmons said that like it, it's you know you get got you know some of the greatest who can put out their career games, but rarely do you get the biggest stage and the top two people in the sport putting both out putting out career games. Like at yeah. the, all at the same time. Oh. Like that's that's pretty special. Yeah. Like this is one that like fifteen years from now, it's like remember that. Oh. I'll like I'll never forget this World Cup final. Entirely. I mean be, because the contrast of, of Messi in his later years, but still great. And Mbappe, 23 years old. I mean, he's just getting started on the world stage. The two of them clashing 
in such an epic uh, finale was uh, Messi getting carried great. off. I just interrupted you. Messi getting carried off, like literally holding the trophy up yeah. on the shoulder of like, oh, then the crowd just going nuts. Just it was a great finale. The and, emotion uh, of Andres Cantor when he was giving that final there. goal call as well. You know, if we want to put a, you know, if we want to button this World Cup topic up the way we started it several weeks ago, talking about Mr. Cantor. Yeah. Yes. And his his goal call, you could just hear him getting choked up in the middle of it all, and how he just yeah he didn't even have extra words to throw in, and just kept saying Argentina, you know, champions of the world, or you know, World Cup champions, champions of the world, like over and over and over and over, and like he like that's pretty special, you know, for him yeah. to be you know one of the most legendary voices in goal calls, getting to call that for his home team right here, kind of at the end of you know their premier guys run, and uh, it, it was it was yeah. the, the it was weight. Good. The weight on Messi's shoulders that has just been lifted. Heck, I, I can just only imagine what he's doing right now. Like, like just the, <laughs> he must have just like go back to his hotel room, lay down the bed, and just go like this. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> what what he's doing right now probably can't be discussed or televised. Wow. Uh, a little bit in the celebratory uh, region, but um, Jesus, um, yeah, just uh, turned him into Maradona. I mean, yeah. you know what? I sort of disagree with the idea that Messi needed this. For his legacy, he just needed it to like. He, before it was a debate: Are you a Maradona guy? Is this yeah. the, like? I think people are saying now it's no. The debate is okay. over. I, I, I that I would liken that to you know. Did Aaron Rodgers need that one Super Bowl uh, to to cement his legacy? And maybe the answer is yes. I'm not saying I know hmm. the answer, but uh, hey, buddy, hey, buddy, yeah, that's good for you, Lionel Messi, and everything. But come on, do it in the MLS. <laughs> yes. yes. Okay. That's another thing. All right. Could we be like, well, right off into the sunset to the MLS? Come on. Okay. We have beautiful sunset here. Sunsets here. All right. Yeah, we do. And uh, we don't have the caliber of play that you would get elsewhere. Are you ready to retire into MLS yet? I didn't see a player who was. No, man, he looks good. I did good. not. Messi is still on top of his game. Man, is he going to walk around the field a lot, though, if he comes here? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I'm imagining that. He'll have like I, it's the way I mock Dan. Sometimes I imagine Dan's walked around. What's the thing? The carpet thing? The platform where you have four people walk holding it, and it's right. like a platform. Yeah, the Egyptian thing. I imagine yeah. that is how Messi will m- move around the field right. when he's not in action. It will be in his contract. I will never be on the opposite side of uh, midfield on the defensive end. I yeah. just will not venture there. You yeah. play defense without me. I will score goals. Should we uh, end this episode? Before we end this episode, wait, let's preview next week's episode. Oh, yeah. We have a doozy. The holiday season is here, folks. And the Greg Cody Show has got you covered. Will you get the Dan Lebitard Show on December, on Monday, December 26th? No, you won't. But you know Ooh. you know, you will get? The Greg Cody Show. Damn right. We have a holiday extravaganza. Oh, so many special. bells and whistles do we have for oh, you. Oh, my God. We really do. It's a holiday episode. It's a holiday especial. And uh, we have Greg's 12 Rules of Christmas. Wow. And as if that weren't enough, we have a super secret special. We're going to unwrap the gift. We have a super secret special guest uh, who we're not even going to talk about. From the Lebitard Show universe. You never know. But until then, everyone have a, a great Christmas, happy Hanukkah, everything that's going on this week from the time this episode launches until the next one. Yeah. Launching it. Dad, on the way out here, give me a little Cantor meets Santa on the way out here. Oh, that's easy. Are you ready? Yeah. Ho, ho, ho! I really wanted to tickle you while you were doing that. I know you did, but I'm glad you didn't. Thank you so much. I'm growing. Yeah, well, that sounds like a personal matter. <laughs> I thought you were going to make another fat joke. <laughs> I did.